Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Live, presented by Kaleida Health. Here we be in hour number three on a Buffalo football Monday. Chris Brown, Steve Tasker with you and joined as we usually are after games in hour number three on a Monday by Bill's radio color analyst, Eric Wood, who watched that thing from start to finish with the rest of you uh, watching at home on TV or in the stadium at Highmark Stadium. Eric, how we doing here the day after what was a disappointing performance by the bills yeah i would say i'm still disappointed and um you know it's just uh this this day after the final game of the season everyone in the league at some point besides the super bowl champion has a disappointing next day and that's where we sit here today as bills fans as bills employees or bills media people and you know it's um it, it was a shame that the Bills couldn't come out and put forth a better product on the field yesterday because, you know, yes, they, at times it looked like they were overmatched by the Bills yesterday. But when you look at those rosters, when you looked at the game coming into it, it didn't appear like it was going to be that way. The Bills were the the betting favorite coming into the game, the point spread, five, six points. And so to come out and lay an egg like the Bills did yesterday – it happens. It's just unfortunate. It's disappointing. And it was right from the jump. And, you know, after the game, I saw where Matt Milano said, you know, the energy just wasn't there. And I heard Josh say today, you know, energy comes with execution. And uh, I talked about it on my podcast centered on Buffalo, you know, what Matt Milano said with that would like, there's not energy like that's in the moment after the game. I, I don't want it to seem like the bills weren't prepared to come out with energy that they weren't excited for this game, but man, you just get the wind completely taken out of your sails when they take the ball right down the field without even having a third down in the first drive of the game, you go three and out. They march right back down the field, only one third down on their second possession of the game, back-to-back touchdowns on what appear to be blown coverages. And man, now you're just fighting uphill the entire rest of the game. And the Bengals, for the majority of the time, just made it look so easy on offense. It seemed like even when the Bills were getting the ball back, 
down 10 in that final two-minute drill before the end of the first half. It just felt like even if the Bills could get back into it there, cut the lead, get the ball coming out of the half with a chance to take the lead, it just felt like it was so much harder on the Bills to execute in that game than it was for the Bengals. And there is something in that, though. I mean, it it just looked like the Bills, for lack of a better way, it just lacked that energy. There was an attitude that the Bengals had, and and you know, laughably or whatever, just or unjustly, they came in fired up about the 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 neutral site game tickets, and and I, you know, as well as I do, as players, you you conjure up all the disrespect you can from anybody and everybody from the most remote sources ever, you know, and you, you kind of do have to jump through mental hoops to get there because the Bengals are selling tickets too, for goodness sake. So you get, you go through that, but it really, in this case, and I've been part of teams that were like that. It does make a difference when that team comes in feeling disrespected with something to prove with an enormous chip on their shoulder and the bills are fighting really to come up with even any animosity toward the Cincinnati Bengals, right? I mean, this is the town, the t- you know, they treated, you know, DeMar and the Bills fans love Cincinnati. It was this love fest and we really appreciated it. And rightfully so, all the stuff that happened with the game on Monday night. The Bengals come in angry and disrespected and the Bills come in, you know, like, gosh, it's good to see you guys kind of thing, right? Yeah, I I don't know from the Bills' perspective, and I'm sure you conjure up things. You know, I was saying um, on the on the roundtable before the game because I was just like you said, Steve, talking about ways to get you fired up for a game. I would figure out a way to hate the nose guard I was going against each and every week, or their linebackers, or their defense, find something. And, and I'm using it with the guys up front. And the way Hendrickson rolled into Josh's ankle in the first matchup in that nine minutes of game action, the way Hayden Hurst took his forearm to the back of Terrence Johnson's head when he was already on the ground and he ended up getting concussed. To me, that would be enough to get a little bit extra chip on your shoulder. Like, hey, we owe these guys one. Yes, it was this love fest after the game. There was a lot of class shown by both teams, both coaches, the captains, in in agreeing that they weren't going to play after DeMar Hamlin was injured and, and had the cardiac event on the field. But the Bengals, I mean, starting with the ruling the following week that it would be a coin toss uh, if they lost to the Ravens on who would host. So then now uh, they had to go out and play their starters a week 18, which they may not have had to do otherwise, you know, into that game against the Ravens where they felt disrespected. Then all week, all everybody talked about was the offensive linemen that were out for them, how bad they played against Baltimore and Baltimore's with their backup quarterback. And they came in with a chip on their shoulder and they executed. And that's the name of the ball game. They executed their schemes. They played aggressive and they executed in the snow. And and I'm not sure uh, we mentioned it from the start of the game yesterday, Brownie. It just seemed like the bills and whether it's a confidence issue or because I understand that both teams have the ability to wear whatever they're, they're going to give them the best footwear, the best cleats. Uh, that's possible in the snow with the weather. And so I don't know if it was a confidence thing where maybe you're on your heels as a defensive back worried about Chase or Higgins blowing past you. So maybe you look a little hesitant. Whatever the case was, they just handled the elements early a lot better than the Bills as well. Yeah, I would agree with that. I actually asked Coach McDermott after the game if there was unsure footing for the defensive players and if that forced them to play more conservatively in coverage. 
and he just dismissed it out of hand saying we don't make excuses. So take that for what it's worth. Um, right. You do- could say we don't make excuses and I respect coach for saying that, but it could also be an issue. We saw it with our own eyes. Yeah. Like there was, Guys there was a footing over. issue. I mean, Naeem Hines and James Cook both slipped on the same play and it just, you know, there, there was a footing issue out there. It just seemed like it was affecting us more than them. And like I said, it could be a confidence issue where you're worried about it and you're kind of worried about maybe giving up a big play or whatever it may be defensively. But that's a part of the reason for so many missed tackles in the game was unsure footing. I know that uh, we had a situation, you know, three weeks ago that affected this team deeply on an emotional level, and understandably so. They seem to rally from that the following week and beat the Patriots with some help from special teams and two return touchdowns to beat New England. The following week, they hang on to beat a team with a third-string quarterback in the wild-card playoff game. When you see the way they came out yesterday, is it hard not to think that their emotional gas tank was just completely empty and getting up for an all-important playoff game while hard for fans to fathom? It, they, just, they were just riding on E. They had nothing left to give because this is a team that lost three games by a combined eight points, and now they get blown out by 17 and they're never in the game. It just doesn't line up with everything else we've seen this season. Yeah, I think there could be some merit to that. And I don't know that we ever get that true answer because the guys aren't going to make excuses either. But dating all the way back to the shooting in May and running through all the events, which have been doc, you know, we've talked about that plenty. But with Kim Pagula being sick and Dawson Knox's brother passing in the snowstorms and getting stuck on Christmas in Chicago to the snowstorm and losing over 40 people uh, lose their lives in the city of Buffalo, DeMar Hamlet. There's so, you know, the injuries, the key guys, you know, you, you lose Michael or Micah early in the season, Dane Jackson in the ambulance. There is so much adversity that hit this team. And yes, at some point, yes, you may be emotionally, physically, mentally drained. We talked about the, the, the bye week, the Bills losing a chance to get that one seed in the playoffs and how valuable that could have been. Well, for a team that needs a break, a, a, a reset, that could have been very valuable. Obviously, the game got canceled, and and, and that's not the, the top priority. DeMar Hamlin being healthy and being safe um, and, and progressing is is the most important thing through, the, through, through all that situation. But I say – I think you do have a great point there, Chris – that these guys could be just hit on E, and when you start the game like they did, it just kind of stock, uh, just kind of steamrolled on them. So at this point, you, you see, you have a big snapshot of what the season was, and it, you know, after a game like yesterday, and we see it, and we hear it after every loss at some level, where you know catastrophic change is needed, kind of thing. How difficult is it to remember? how good this team really is after a game like that yesterday and how, you know, how good they had to be just to get in that game. And certainly that was as bad a game as we've seen them play in two years. Um, How big a reaction do you expect after a game like that? 
that that's that's Tom to t- Tom will tell that. I mean, when you look at the way this roster is built, they win 13 games this year. Um, you come into the season as a betting favorite to win the Super Bowl. Josh Allen's a betting favorite to win the MVP. This isn't a team that needs an overhaul per se. Does there need to be some fine tuning? Yes. Did you bring in Von Miller and Daquan Jones and the other guys along the defensive line to to prevent a situation like yesterday or prevent a situation like the last two years where you couldn't pressure a quarterback in the playoffs and then Daquan and Von Miller are both out for the game yesterday, which affects the game. And so to me, there's, there's things that need to be addressed and every team goes into the off season needing to address things, needing to get better. And we have an entire off season to talk about what those specifically are. But when you are looking at this roster, this organization, this coaching staff, in my opinion, you have a 13 and three team and look, you're going to be going against Mahomes and you're going to be going against Burrow and now you got Lawrence and Herbert. You have all this young talent in the AFC. Yes, you need to keep getting better and better each and every season, fine-tuning, learning, and, and everything that Coach talks about um, in, in that continued growth. But I don't think an overhaul gets you over the hump necessarily. But there definitely are areas to be addressed like all teams are looking at right now. And, Eric, flipping that forward, it's hard not to think – that the Bills could use an influx of, or, or an investment, I should say, on the offensive side of the ball, because right now you could argue that Joe Burrow has better weapons and a better O-line than Buffalo. Kansas City has a better O-line and better weapons than Buffalo. Jacksonville is closing the gap in those two areas. And San and I almost said San Diego. The Los Angeles Chargers have better receivers top to bottom than I think the Bills do. And their offensive line has seen investments in the form of first-round picks like their left tackle, Rashawn Slater. So the Bills look as though they need to invest heavily in their offensive line and weapons going forward if they're going to keep pace with the other powers in the AFC going forward. Yeah, I think when you look at this season – when they came into it, Jameson Crowder gets hurt, so that affects part of your plan. But they had high hopes for Gabe Davis and Isaiah McKenzie, and those guys are still young. Those guys can continue to develop and continue to get better. But when you look at the weapons on offense, they 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 need more playmakers on the outside and, and guys that can step up in big moments, and they just didn't have that outside of Stephon Diggs on a consistent basis this year. Now they have young talent, Knox, still getting better, finished the season very well. Yeah. And so they do have uh, they do have young guys that are continuing to get better. Shakir got better as the year went on as well. But, yes, there, there needs to be some weapons on the offensive side of the ball. And then I think both the lines, you know, you, you just got to analyze it. And, and when you're looking at the Bills and how they're structured, they've put so much investment and draft capital into that defensive line, into defensive players, uh, you know, first rounder and Kyrie Elam last year at cornerback. I, I do believe it's in time to I- invest in the offense. You have Josh Allen in the prime of his career right now. Give him weapons and say, look, we've invested on the defensive side of the ball. Now we're going to give Josh Allen the, the best opportunity we can and maybe take a little pressure off him as well. And look, when you have one of the top quarterbacks in the league, a lot of it's going to be on him. And I'm not sitting here saying I want this to turn into a, you know, completely balanced attack on offense with run and pass. 
but just working in some screen, like improving the screen game, some design rollouts, which they got to some this year, the play action game, the RPO, just taking some pressure off him at times, I believe is key moving forward, which will create more consistency. And then maybe in the playoffs, give you more answers in a game like yesterday, where you're really struggling to find any rhythm. We were talking earlier in the show, Eric, about philosophies, about building rosters. And you look around like, like Kansas city, you can make the argument that they'll build their offense and take what's left over and just live with the defense that they have, right? Um, and, and other ways of doing it as well, like Baltimore. They're going to they're gonna grind with the way they're built around Lamar. They're going to grind it out on the ground, play absolutely huge defense, and hold the game down close, so that kind of thing. The way the Giants won games this year uh, by doing things the way they did. Ph- philosophically, what do you do with, when you've got an atomic weapon like Josh – don't you want to build it around him and his skill set? And if you do, which I th- yeah, of course. Well, what do you do with that defensive side of the ball? How much of your, you know, your your assets? I mean, you got two ones and two twos on the defensive end spot, and and you signed Von Miller. So that's a lot of assets on that side of the ball up front, and certainly it made a difference on, in the run game. At least the defensive tackle acquisitions did. So what's your philosophy on, you know, continuing to build the roster? Do you just say, you know, listen, we got this guy taking snaps. Let's give let's put all our eggs into that basket and let's see if teams can keep up. Yeah, I think I think you need to. I think you need to surround him with weapons, put the best offensive line you can in front of him, and you can only pay so many people, and the Bills are going to have to make some decisions this offseason, whether it's Poyer, whether it's Tremaine Edmonds, and, and re-signing guys, they're going to have some tough decisions to make. But But I truly do feel like – if I'm building a team to compete in the AFC right now, you're going to have to surround your quarterback with weapons because you have to keep pace with these offenses, and then you got to be able to affect the passer. And, yes, the Bills got the ball, ran down their throat yesterday, and that was an issue as well. But when you're looking at affecting quarterbacks with a four-man rush, the Bills, although they're playing without Daquan Jones and without Von Miller, were unable to affect Burrow yesterday and you just you have to be able to do that to win games in the playoffs and, and win them consistently. Eric, thanks uh, for all your input this season. We appreciate uh, you visiting with us every Monday after Bills games or on different days when they played on different days. We appreciate it. Enjoy uh, some well-deserved time off. We'll catch up with you in August. Yeah, my pleasure, guys. I, I hope to see uh, see your faces, and uh, I'll talk to you before then, I'm sure. But yeah. uh, in, in, enjoy this time. Uh, hopefully you guys can get away at some point, and uh, hopefully the callers take it easy on you. <laughs> well, we're all in it together, you know. We're getting through it, and we all process it differently, you know. We got to just, you know. It's a therapy Monday. Full of, be full of grace and love for all the people who process it with anger and frustration, so. Just put yeah. your arm around them. Yeah. And then you know what? I'm generally a positive glass half full type of guy. Uh, and this season, you know, extremely grateful the, for the opportunity to call games with the Bills, to um, be affiliated with the team, to be around such a special organization. I'm appreciative of all the relationships and everything that comes with it. And I can tell you I'm crushed today. I, I honestly am. I was crushed last night. I'm crushed for the city and, you know, even dating back to May, I thought, man, this team can do something special for this city. And then for all the city went through this year, for it to end in the disappointment it did yesterday at home, uh, you know, I'm crushed. I'm crushed for everyone involved. But 
the Bills are one of the most consistent franchises in sports right now. They're built for the future. They have so much young talent on the roster and our man 17 at quarterback. So there are brighter days ahead. These off seasons are long and, and it's, it, it stinks and you don't get to pick back up at the divisional round. You got to do it all over again and take care of business in the regular season. But man, um, it, it was a special run this year. And I'll tell you what, when you're 13 and three, it's pretty fun. It makes it easy to call the game. So uh, I appreciate you guys. Appreciate the team. Appreciate the organization. And I'll, I will talk to you guys soon. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. All right. Thanks again, Eric. Thanks, Eric. That's Eric Wood joining us here. Bill's radio color analyst, obviously former Bill's center for a long time here in Buffalo. And yeah, I mean, we're all feeling that today. The whole thing stinks. (laughs) <laughs> um, I mean, come on, you know, we wanted, we wanted to keep playing football, obviously, and keep watching games and see how far this team could go. But yeah, there were, there were cracks in the armor due to injuries, due to emotional setbacks, like the DeMar Hamlin situation where his life was literally at stake and it all kind of adds up and weighs on you and, and makes the task all the more difficult. Again, this team is not going to make excuses and I don't expect Sean McDermott to either when he addresses the media at four o'clock this afternoon for his season wrap-up comments. Um, but those things are very real. Um, you know, and everybody deals with it in a different way. And unfortunately, on an important day in the playoffs, the Bills didn't have the energy to deal with that game. It was clear. Uh, we are going to take a break here because when we come back, Von Miller addressed the media on locker clean-out day. Haven't heard from him in a little while, so we'd like to get his thoughts as he heads into the offseason with a rehab assignment on tap after undergoing knee surgery. Von Miller coming your way next here on One Bills Live, presented by Collida Health. It's Buffalo Bills Radio. All right, welcome back to One Bills Live. As we told you before the break, Von Miller addressed the media on Locker Cleanout Day. He's got a long rehabilitation ahead of him this offseason. He shed some light on what that might entail, along with his outlook for this football team going forward. Here is Von Miller been to the top of the mountain and you've gone through these types of things before what can you say to this group knowing where they got and 
we're not able to get past this. I think it's I think it's uh you know, I, I think it's a blessing for these guys to, you know, not be not see the mountaintop and end like this, you know. Um because when you've been there and you've seen it, like it's a lot more depressing. You know, it's it's a lot more um you know, it's it's on you a little bit more when you so for me last year we just won a Super Bowl. We didn't even have, you know, exit meetings or anything like that. We were celebrating, you know, parades and you know, all of that stuff and you know, I think once you've experienced that and then you don't uh, make it to the playoffs or you don't have the type of success that you uh, that you want in the playoffs, like it's 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 tough. It's tougher, I feel like. Um, but for 31 teams, they're gonna, 31 teams in the National Football League are going to feel like this. And, um, you know, my message to the guys was, you know, as competitors, whenever you lose, you know, you, you, you go back to the drawing board and you're like, oh, I got to make some changes. I got to do this. I got to do that. Like, I need to work harder, like. You know, all you, you should always debrief, um, but I honestly feel like we're in a unique spot here, and um, we got a great football team, we got a great coaches, we got great staff, great players. And, you know, sometimes you know more isn't always the answer. Sometimes you just gotta just keep playing. You know, sometimes you just gotta line back up, give us another year, and, and to just go through it again. Um, we lost four games. We lost four games this whole entire year. Four games out of nine was it nineteen games that we played? And we lost four of those games. You know, and um we had a we had a great season, we had a great year. Um you know, of course it, it didn't end like we wanted it to. Um but I you know, I came here to have multiple shots at winning the Super Bowl. I came here, you know, this wasn't my I didn't feel like you know, this would be my only shot, like, this one year. I felt like I had multiple shots at the Super Bowl by the way this team was built, by, you know, our quarterback, our defense. I felt like I had, you know, multiple chances at the Super Bowl, and, and I still feel like that, man. And, you know, I feel like I've been a part of this team. I feel like I've been in this community for years. Um, I feel like I've been knowing Coach Washington and Brandon Bean and Coach Frazier and Coach McDermott and, and Nate Bresky and, and Tabani. I've been feeling like I've been knowing these guys for years. You know, and I, only, I haven't only – we only been working – Really, the work time has only been a couple of months that I've been around these guys. So I'm super excited to for year two with the Buffalo Bills. I'm super excited to line back up and do it all over again. I'm super excited to get back to, to Rochester and go through training camp and, you know, to be healthy again. So I'm, I'm super excited, man. And just because we lost to the, to the Bengals, it, it doesn't diminish the type of team that we have. It, do, it doesn't diminish, you know, our position in this league. We, we have a really good team and, you know, our, our window is still open, man, and it's you know, brighter days are uh, are definitely ahead for us. Guys are still searching for answers, though, and you found them in certain instances. What do you tell them to kind of fill in those gaps to, to kind of answer some of those questions for them? Well, I got a lot of answers. What answer do you want? You want that? Which answer do you want? You want to answer? I'm talking about to my teammates. Whatever, what, whatever, whatever. My teammates looking for why we lost yesterday. Or we we got down by 14 points early in the game. Um, versus a really good Cincinnati Bengals team. They were able to run the ball and move the ball, not big chunks down the field. They had those, but um, they were able to move the ball consistently. Um, they were able to run the ball consistently. We weren't able to run the ball or convert consistently. Um, we got down by 14 points early in the game. 14 points with snow on the ground, and you're trying to make a, a, a drastic comeback against a good team, you know, you know it's tough. It's tough. And um, that's the reality of it. it. All four teams that played, uh, you know, yesterday and this weekend, you know, anybody can beat anybody. You know, it's not one team that, 
you know, of course you got favors and stuff, but all four of the teams, whether it's the Jags, the Bengals, us, or the, or the Chiefs, like, you know, any of those teams could have won. Any of those teams has the potential to be the AFC champion and go to the Super Bowl. It was just, you know, yesterday was, wasn't our day, and it, it started early, and, you know, we were reeling after that and weren't able to get our feet back under us. Um, you know, when, when you got, uh, when you're up about 14 points and it's snow on the ground, like, we playing the snow. But when you're up about 14 points and you we're trying to push the ball down the field and make big chunk plays, like, you know, nine times out of ten, it's, it's tough to, it's tough to do that. And of course, we're, 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 we know how to play in the snow and all that stuff, but, you know, I, I don't think it would have mattered if we had snowshoes on out there yesterday. Like, it, they got up by 14 points and it was going to be tough to, to win that game. So, um, if you're looking, any of my other teammates that's that's looking for a- answers on what to do next, like, you know, my my passion has always been football. You know, I do this uh, better than I do anything else in life. Like, I, I, I'm a great teammate. Um, I, I know that for a fact. I'm a great teammate. I work hard. Um, and if you're looking for what to do next, just just do that. You know, continue to work, continue to grind, um, continue to just. Uh, let your love for this game, you know, lead you. Um, for 31 other teams, they're going. 31 other teams going to feel like this, and then in, in, in six months, it's going to be a new. In, in six months, we're getting ready to get back and try to find a new Super Bowl champion. So we can't, uh, you know, let that loss yesterday um, create a loss for us in the off season, or let it carry over into, you know, this next season. We, we just got to keep pushing, man. And you know, year 12, I just got to. I just got a different perspective, man, and there's no other place, no other team that I would want to be on right now, man. I still, um, I'm still super excited about our window here with the Buffalo Bills. I'm still excited for our shot. We didn't get it this year, but you know, better days are, are coming for sure. How's your, how's your rehab going, and what's the timeline now as you kind of start eyeing next season? Um, so six, I think it was, uh, I think I'm at six weeks. I'm at six weeks, which it feels like. I, I mean, I feel like I had, it feels like months ago, but I'm, um, you know, the biological clock is at six weeks. Um, you know, I, you know, it's, I think at 13 weeks you can start running and stuff. But honestly, I walk around and I do rehab and stuff, and I, I just the, where I am mentally, I just try not to just think about it. I go through my rehab. I try to be as bright as, as I possibly can. Um, I think uh, your mental state is a huge part of any type of rehab like this. It's not like a four month. Like a four-week process where you just got to do this and do that. Like it's, you know, they say it's nine months. Hopefully, I can do it in like you know six or 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 seven or something like that. But you know, it's nine months, and nine months will put me right at uh, August. So right at the beginning of the training camp, you know, I should be ready to go. You were, you know, you were the GM hat in the all season. You've been here for four years. You know what, what this team obviously need to get over that hump. What uh, would you be? What would you would you be recruiting in the offseason? Yeah, I mean, if it's whatever they need me to be, I'm a great recruiter. Now, I mean, I missed out on Odell Beckham, but that's really <laughs> that's really it. And you know, I don't think the door's closed for Odell either, though. So, you know, um, we got a great team here, man. We are in great position. Um, you know, after this this Super Bowl is over, man, we got a, we got a great team coming back. We got Josh Allen. If, if he's not the best quarterback in the league, he's he's number two. And if he's not number two, he's number three. And we all know that those rankings rotate weekly. So we got one of the best quarterbacks in the league. Got a great defense. We got great skill players all over the place. We got great coaches, man. Coach Washington, um, I really enjoy, you know, being around Coach Washington. Um, you know, he's super intelligent. It wasn't one game 
um, that I came into, that I played this season where I felt um, unprepared or I felt like it was it was something that wasn't covered. Or when we played the team, everything that, that we that they showed us, everything that we did, I felt prepared for, and that was a uh, that was uh, due to Coach Washington and and, uh, and Coach uh, Marcus West. And this is my first time being in a meeting room with with uh, the D tackles and the defensive ends. Usually, I'm in, I'm with the outside linebackers, or I'm with the uh, you know the the Mike, the Will, and the Sam. I'm in the linebacker room, so this is my first year out of 12 years being in there with the D tackles and DNs, man. And it was it was a it was a special time for sure. Um, great group of guys, you know, funny group of guys. They're a little weird too, but you know, I, you know, I really enjoyed being around those guys, man. It was it was a really really fun year. Um, we lost four games this whole entire year, man. So can't let those d- diminish us, man. And we just got to keep going. And you know, for me, I, you know, I like I said at the beginning, if I'm putting my GM hat on, like I know um, by being there, by going to the Super Bowl twice, really three times. Went to the Super Bowl three times. It's, it's just the element of luck that's involved, man. Like, you got to go all season long, try to avoid injuries. Um, you need a couple of plays to go your way, a couple of calls to go your way. Um, you know, it, it's not like basketball where you got seven games to get it to get it done. We're the best out of four. Like, you could be the best team, you know, all year. You could be 17, 18, and 0. Then you play this one team and you you could lose. Like, that's that's what makes football great, man. And we got a great team. We're, we got a great chemistry, great culture here. And I, I'm, you know, if I'm putting my GM hat on, I just want to line this team back up. Of course, you want to tweak some things. Of course, you know, it's, you got to debrief and see what you did great and see what you didn't do great and, you know, address those things. But I'm super excited to see this uh, this Bills team come back out there, get some guys back healthy again. You know, I'll come back, man. And, and if I'm putting my GM hat on, just I want to line it up. Same team, same coaching staff. Same fans, same energy, and line it back up, and let's do it again. All right, that's Von Miller addressing the media here on Locker Cleanout Day. He has a long rehab ahead of him this offseason following knee surgery. There is another player who's got an offseason surgery coming up, Jordan Phillips telling the media today that he suffered a torn rotator cuff in the December 1st game against the Patriots back in Week 13, and he will have to have surgery on that, but he intends to be ready for training camp next summer. He also, of course, is a prospective free agent after signing a one-year deal this past offseason, but clearly he's already thinking, Bills, I want to be back. We'll see if the two sides can come together on a new agreement. So that's uh, kind of the nuts and bolts of today. As we said, Sean McDermott will be addressing the media with his season wrap-up press conference at 4 p.m. today. Yeah, we'll have parts of that tomorrow i'm sure you'll hear yeah, we'll all it about up. it now you'll probably be able to see it on the local news as well it'll be a big deal when sean finally speaks to the media um after 24 hours after the loss you know it's tough we we came in today brownie knowing it was going to be a tough day and it is i mean bill's fans are bumming and and they should and the t- but let me tell you the team is you can tell the players are bummed they're disappointed um uh, I know this too. As a guy who lived through the disappointment of four Super Bowls, you're a little embarrassed. You know the way you, you know you didn't play well, you, and you were you felt like you were better than you got a chance to prove. It's a really tough day for everybody. I'll say this though: in the aftermath of yesterday's loss to the Cincinnati Bengals, um, and you kind of take a big snapshot of where the season has come. Um, certainly disappointed as everybody else is. But the one thing I, I got take away from this season is how proud I am of not only, you know, the Bills as an organization, a team, but the city of Buffalo. 
and the fan base. Uh, our town was put in a spotlight for a lot of the wrong reasons uh, because of DeMar Hamlin's tragedy, Kim Pagula, Luke Knox, uh, Jefferson Avenue, and our fan base in our city have risen to it in, in, on every occasion. We have shown ourselves to be selfless, uh, empathetic, full of grace, love, mercy, and forgiveness. And I'm very proud of our city for doing that and our fan base. Our fan base continues to be philanthropic, putting their arms around not only their own players, but the players on other teams who have proven themselves worthy and given them reason to do so. The DeMar Hamlin incident put the Bills fan base and their organization and the city on full display and in the spotlight. And I thought our fans, our city, and our team carried it off spotlessly. Uh, and that's what I will remember about this, this, uh, this season. Uh, I was very proud of our city, very proud of our team, and very proud of the fans of the Buffalo Bills. And I don't want anybody to forget how difficult it was for our team to play as well as they did down the stretch. And to go out the way they did yesterday, okay. Uh, but on a deeper level, I think we've proven our team and our city to be something special, and that's something we can all be proud of. Yeah, and I would just add resolve to that. Uh, that's another thing that I think the city and the team showed a lot of through the course of all those setbacks and adversity, awful lot of resolve. Um, we've got a, one more caller waiting patiently here that we want to get to, Jeff in Rochester. Jeff, what do you got for us here on One Bills Live? Hey, guys, how you doing? Good. I just want to make a statement, and then you guys can respond to it after. Sure. But I loved this season. It was great, amazing regular season. But once the playoffs started, I just feel like on the offensive side of the ball and defensive side of the ball, we got outcoached in both of those games. And what I would like to see moving forward is I hate to say anyone lose their job, but I think we need a new offensive coordinator. I think the defensive coordinator is fine, even though Von Miller didn't really – praise him at all which i found kind of weird but the offensive side of the ball why the the 90s bills were so good is because of the k gun up tempo don't let the defense sub keep them running the whole time get them tired and a quarterback like josh allen who could run all over all right sorry we had to uh let you go there because your language got a little out of control started to get um, a little too passionate there. that's right yeah, i get it um I get it. I mean, that, uh, and that's the way some people are going to respond to this loss. Uh, and, and let's face it, um, you go back over the Bills' losses, and like we saw this season during the regular season, the Bills were their own. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. worst enemy in a lot of cases um they you know the the fumble away two game stoppers against minnesota uh miami game in the heat where they just they just couldn't get the ball spotted to give themselves a chance to win that game uh those kind of losses and in the playoffs the 13 seconds last year where it seemed like a golden opportunity that was squandered uh people are going to get angry over it 
and it's hard not to draw parallels between one season and another, even though the teams are different. The coaches are the same. And I, and listen, it's their responsibility that if they feel a way that there is a way to improve themselves as coaches or their coaching staff or their roster, certainly the players are all up for improvement. If you can find better players, we all expect them to get better players. But if, if you're going to improve your coaching staff by switching coaches out, it's not as easy as switching out a player. And there's a lot of things that change if you're going to start tinkering with your coaching staff. And I'm not saying I'm afraid to make that change, but it's a very short list of guys I would talk to, and most of them are not available. Um, I, I, I got a lot of love and respect for, for Leslie Frazier. We've been here, I, he's been here as long as I have uh, since this last return to, to me doing the show. Um, he is a stellar human being. Um, I know that that's not a, a prerequisite for being a great coach, but it certainly helps. I'm not ready to cast a coaching staff that went 13-3 and to the wayside. And like I said earlier, it would waste the lessons this staff has learned over the hardship of the last couple of years because these new coaches you brought in, they're not going to have those lessons. They're not going to have learned how it is in the playoffs with this team and this group. So I don't want to waste the lessons by – throwing the people who have learned them off to the wayside. I'm not willing to do that. I know a lot of you are, and that's, that's cool. I get it. You're angry with them, but I, I'm not there yet. I'm not there. We have to take a break, but Steve and I will close it up next here on a Buffalo Football Monday. It's One Bills Live presented by Collider Health. This is Buffalo Bills Radio. All right, welcome back to One Bills Live. Chris Brown, Steve Tasker with you as we close out a Buffalo Football Monday. Not an easy one. Uh, we've gone through these before. Nobody says that uh, losing before you get to the ultimate game is easy. We are here in the same place we were last season. I understand why that's frustrating. And I think the biggest reason why fans are as angry and disappointed as they are is because for the first time this season, the Bills didn't look like the team we saw all season. Even in the losses that this team incurred, Steve, earlier this year in the regular season, they were right in the game fighting tooth and nail every step of the way until the clock hit zero and even went to overtime in one particular case against Minnesota, and they were right there. This game, they weren't there from start to finish, and I think because they looked so different from the team that we had watched all season, I think that's what was so confounding for Bills fans. Sure, this is, it was, um, the reason it's, hard to get your mind around is because it was such a different game than anything we've seen this team play in two years. I mean, you can make a case for uh, what it got to go back to November of last year when they got beat 47 to 15 by Indianapolis. Kind of the same thing. Indianapolis was mad at Buffalo for putting them out of the playoffs the year before. We have not seen this team lay an egg like this, and they did. Um, and they self-admittedly uh, own up to it, and that's that's – the hard part about this loss, plus it's the last one of the season, and it's a season ender. We'll be back tomorrow at 1 to kind of take steps forward into the offseason. We'll have NBC's Peter King with us. We'll see you then. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. 
You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.